Pastor Doug here from Crossroads. It's great to be with you. I hope that today's message will draw you closer to Jesus. Merry Christmas to you. We have just one short week until Christmas is here, and I hope that you have some fun things planned. Maybe some fun with family or friends, maybe time to just rest in the week of Christmas, post-Christmas, but more than anything, I hope that God meets you in a fresh and new and peaceful way this year. Steve and I will celebrate Christmas with our daughter and her husband next Sunday. And then we have Christmas with my extended family the week between Christmas and New Year's. And then again, we will have a party, a Christmas celebration on Sunday, January the 8th, because my niece is getting married that weekend. I'm officiating. Our son is coming in from Colorado with his wife. So I'll tell you, by the time January 9th is coming, I will have worn out my comfy pants, but I will have had a relaxing time with family. We are in a two-week series called Traveling Light, and we're talking about just letting go of some of those things that, we, that might hold us back spiritually. And last week, we talked about letting go of stuff. And our, our one thought for last week was, it's better to have less of what doesn't matter and more of what does. And we, we looked at how God just does not intend for us to carry the weight of our stuff. He says, let go of the baggage and travel light. And I encouraged each of us to just practice one handful living. One handful living is when we throw away, we buy less, and we give more. And if you're contemplating what traveling light, what one handful living looks like in your life, good for you. Keep practicing it. Keep thinking about it and processing it. So we've talked about stuff, and today we're going to talk about control. Quick survey, because I'm just curious. If you're with us today online or you're with us here in person, just raise your hand if there's one area in your life, there could be more than one, but just raise your hand if you have an area of your life that you like to be in control of. Aha. Now, if you're tempted to reach over and grab the hand of the person beside you and raise it high in the air, just know that God is going to talk to you today about control. God is speaking a lot to me about control lately. I have a, a thing about Christmas lights. A couple of weeks ago, Steve hung all the Christmas lights outside. I didn't have to prompt him at all. He went to the basement, dug out the lights. He went to Home Depot or Lowe's or somewhere and bought more lights. And he just walked outside and he began hanging all of these Christmas lights. Well, here's where my control started. The day after he hung these lights, he left for Ohio to hunt with his brother. And it was all I could do to not go outside and just tweak the lights that he'd hung. I wanted to go to the mailbox, and instead of the lights being haphazardly strung like Steve did, I wanted to put them in parallel lines. You know, just so they wrapped around the mailbox a little prettier. I wanted to go to Walmart and get green extension cords because Steve is famous for running 
white or bright yellow extension cords from the mailbox to our house. And I wanted to buy green extension cords so that these yellow extension cords weren't so visible from outer space. But what I really wanted to do, oh, he's so creative. What I really wanted to do was just tweak the lights that he made out of his original idea. You see, he took some of our metal tomato stakes, those stakes that you put in the ground, the metal, he inverted it and he tied zip ties around the tips and then he strung lights so that it looked like a Christmas tree. Ah. He tries so hard. I think it looks silly, but I'm seeing some head shakes from other men in the group. All right, ladies, you got to stick with me on this. I just wanted to tweak them a little bit, I promise. No, that's a lie. <laughs> I wanted to totally redo all the lights that he had done. Control. I can be controlling. My husband knows this. My kids know this. My friends know this. My dog knows this. <laughs> And the staff here at church are learning it too. Team, I'm so sorry, I'm controlling. Control is hard for me and maybe it's hard for you too. And if we wanted to get to the core of what control is, let's just start today with a definition. Control says it's the power to influence or direct people's behavior or the course of events. Bam, that's it. We've named it, we admitted it, we can just go home, right? No need to address it. No, our work here is not done. We wanna do better. We wanna learn what God has to say about control so we can surrender it this Christmas. And despite what you may think, control is not, that God did not create control on the eighth day. Control is not the 11th commandment. So in our effort to travel light, we're going to let the Holy Spirit convict us, the love of Jesus guide us, and the friends sitting beside us encourage us. So here we go. Let's read from Luke's gospel today as we celebrate the birth of God's son, Jesus. And yes, the Christmas story has something to tell us about control. In this chapter, chapter one, we meet Mary. She is a young girl who's planning her wedding to a young man named Joseph. If you've planned a wedding or had a child who has planned a wedding, you know the incredible amount of work for months that goes into just one day or just one weekend. And in the midst of planning for the biggest day of her life, Mary gets a visitor. She gets a visit from an angel, and this angel has some amazing news for her. Let's pick up chapter 1, verse 26. God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. So this was quite the interruption for Mary. I imagine she clicked off of Pinterest where she's looking up cute wedding favors and she gives the angel her full attention. 
Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman, the Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Mary gets unexpected news and she is confused and disturbed. Many of you, as we're gathered here today, are confused and disturbed about something going on in your life. You may be saying, I wish this were not happening. Why am I in this place of my life? I never thought I would experience this. What's going on? You're confused or you're disturbed. You're saying, I can't handle this. I don't know what we're going to do. I'd sure like to take control right now. I need to figure this out. Mary was confused and disturbed. And the angel told her, don't be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I am a virgin. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel left her. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you've said about me come true. She did not respond, hey, this isn't convenient for me. This is not going to work in my five-year plan. Hey, angel, no. As women, we dream about our wedding for as long as we can remember back to childhood. We've giggled and planned with girlfriends in a backyard fort. And we've thought through hours of Etsy looking at the perfect flowers, a three-tier wedding cake, and whether or not we will wear a veil. I think that Mary thought some of these very things and so much more when the angel shared this news with her. But depending on your translation, the Bible says that she was troubled, confused, and disturbed. I think that after hearing this news from the angel, Mary had a lot of questions. Why me? How will this happen to me? How will Joseph feel? What will my parents say? What will my grandparents say? How will my community react? I'm going to be pregnant. I'm going to be pregnant. I'm going to be pregnant. But as Mary thought through all the possible scenarios for the next nine months, her response amazes me. She says, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. Verse 38 of the ESV translation says it this way. Mary said, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. 
The angel speaks. Mary is confused and disturbed, and she says, let it be. Let it be. Angel, may what you're telling me be. I'm not a mind reader, but I can already tell that many of you are sitting here saying, this is the perfect message for my spouse. This is the perfect message from my mother. This is the perfect message from my mother-in-law. You think these words are for someone else other than you because you're not controlling. You're just overly suggestive. (laughs) But if you really think about it, you would have to admit that you are controlling. Maybe just a little. You want to control what your kids wear, who they'll hang out with where your young adult child goes to college. You want to control what movies you and your spouse watch on TV, what your husband listens to on the radio, or how slow or fast your wife drives. And the list of things that we want to control goes on and on and on. But there's a pattern with control because the more you try to be in control, the more you fear losing control. And the more you fear losing control, the more you feel like you need to be in control. So today, I'm going to give you one big thought, just one idea to wrap your mind around and help you to travel light this Christmas. Our one big idea is this. You don't always have the power to control, but you do always have the power to surrender. You don't always have the power to control, but you do always have the power to surrender. You don't always have the power to control everything and everyone around you. You can't control your spouse, your son, your daughter, the UPS guy. You can't make them do what you want. But you do have the power to surrender. Think again about Mary. Let's do just a quick study of her life. You might think it was easy for her to say, let it be, but let's recognize who Mary was and what was going on in her life when the angel came for this visit. She was most likely only 13 or 14 years old. She was a small town girl, not a girl from a powerful city. She was not a princess that had a huge dowry to give. She was not wealthy. Nothing is said about her physical appearance or beauty. No one would choose her to be the mother of God's son except God. She was pledged to marry Joseph. She had dreams for her and Joseph. Dreams of a perfect wedding, I'm sure. And they would have a perfect life together. Their engagement would be months And they get married and they'd take long strolls along the Sea of Galilee, which was about 10 miles away. She had plans. It would be so romantic. And in all of that, she would be in control. She had hopes. She had dreams. And the angel visits her and says, Mary, I have something different for you. Mary was confused and disturbed. We can be confused and disturbed when our best laid plans suddenly change. Today, some of you thought you were in control. 
You had some hopes, you had some dreams, you had plans. We like control. We like to be in control. But then something happened. Maybe you thought you'd be married by now. You want to be married, but that person just hasn't come your way yet. You felt for certain that finances would have picked up this winter, and if they don't soon, you're going to need to consider another source of income. You want to be in control. Maybe you've been working at the same place for many years, and you've just been hoping and dreaming of a promotion. That hasn't happened yet. Control seems so far away. Maybe you've been trying to have a child, and you're discouraged because everything you're doing seems right, and you are doing everything right. But somehow conceiving is so far out of your control. Maybe this Christmas, there's an empty chair at your table. Something happened to a loved one that was way out of your control. And you miss that person. You didn't know that that person would be leaving so soon. You're disturbed and confused. It could be any number of things. You didn't think it would be this way. You didn't know how your story would end. I think you're more like Mary than you thought. She didn't know how the end of her story would happen either. She didn't know that three decades later, her son would die on a rugged cross, be buried, God would raise him from the dead, he'd ascend to be with God the Father, and he's sitting at the right hand of the Father. She didn't know any of that. And you don't know what's going to happen in your situation either. But Mary had a choice. And we have a choice to make. We don't always have the power to control, but we do always have the power to surrender. She had to choose between her calling, between her control and God's calling. And what I love about Mary is this. Even though she didn't understand the plan, she trusted that God had a purpose. So she surrendered her control. God was doing something. He was doing something. Crossroads, I have a dear friend. Her name is Molly. I'm going to introduce you to her today. She's a friend that I've had for over 30 years. And Molly had been diagnosed in August of 2021 with a brain tumor called a glioblastoma. It's an uncurable brain cancer. Molly has had several surgeries, radiation, chemotherapy, experiential drugs, and she's currently having immunotherapy in an attempt to keep new cancer cells from growing. I interviewed Molly last week because I think there's power in story and because I think her story of surrendering control will help us as we process what surrendering control looks like in our lives. And I'm so glad that Molly tries to surrender control every day. Molly, it's so good, you know, to be with you today and to see you. I think it would be helpful um, 
as we're in this series about traveling light and we're talking about surrendering control, um, take us back to the time that you were diagnosed, what it was August of 2021. Mm -hmm. Take us back to that day and maybe just tell us what that looked like and how you felt. Okay, well, I was just experiencing some strange symptoms and ended up in the ER uh, thinking that I might have been experiencing some stroke symptoms. So my doctor said, I think I'm going to send you to the ER just to get a stroke workup and do some testing. And after hours of all of that, um, we were given the devastating news that it wasn't a stroke, but that there was a mass on my brain. Uh, so it was like the rug pulled out from underneath you, you know? <laughs> Nobody wants to get that news. And um, so before we knew it, I was in an ambulance, rushed to University of Penn Hospital in Philadelphia for emergency surgery, which actually didn't take place for another probably two days. Um, so uh, they removed the tumor. You probably felt, if I'm hearing you correctly, you probably felt from that first ambulance ride that control. We have a lot. Of, we have a lot of similarities. We both like structure. We both like to know what's happening. We both like to be in control. Would you say that that ambulance ride or your diagnosis is that where you started to feel like some things that you could have control over? you weren't having that. My husband Artie and I always would say we felt like I remember that night in the hospital or actually even going to the ER feeling like you know that you know you're just sort of packing a little bag not knowing what's going to happen and I felt like I was going to get on a train that I was not going to be able to get off of. That's the only way to put it. That's that was so that is exactly what it felt like. Like I just knew whatever it was, it wasn't good. I didn't know what it was, but I just felt like, well, whatever this is, it's not going to be this easy fix where it's, you know, you cut yourself and you go in and you get stitches. I knew something was definitely wrong. I just didn't know what it was. And I thought, well, I'm getting on this train and I'm not going to be able to get off. So I just have to ride it through, you know? Mm -hmm. I just want to hear a little bit about what that has meant. What, what has your faith meant? What has drawing your strength? Everything, Dawn. Everything. You know, I, I know he's been faithful in the past to smaller things and big things. So when you think about now, mm -hmm. when you think about today, um, there's good news mm -hmm. recently from an MRI. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. tell, tell me about that. Well, the most recent MRI... Uh, showed that there has been no new growth. Uh, so that was our Christmas present. So we're praising the Lord for that. Uh, we typically get a, an MRI every two months. And this last MRI and the previous one showed that there was nothing. So the Avastin seems to be working. So we're praising God for that. And uh, yeah, so it's a day-by-day -day thing, Dawn. Definitely a day-by-day -day thing. If you could summarize um, surrendering control mm -hmm. into just a couple sentences based on your journey um, from August of 2021 until now, what would be a, a sentence? 
or two that you could give? It's hard to do in a sentence. <laughs> There's so much you want to say. Maybe a couple sentences. It's all right. Well, you know, to reiterate, it is definitely a daily surrender. It is something, you know, that God only gives you, you know, he gives you grace for the day. You know, I've gone through periods of time where I've mourned the person I was before, you know. So it's, you know, it's all of the things that we used to do together in ministry. You know, I there are those kinds of things that I simply cannot do anymore and letting go of that that surrendering is really difficult but God always replaces those things with something else you know he has just been there time and time again you know Mm -hmm. surrendering every day Mm -hmm. asking God for just enough for that day Mm -hmm. yeah yes and knowing that he's in control Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. amen Mm -hmm. can I pray for you Of course. (laughs) I would love that. Surrendering to Jesus is an everyday choice. And I'm so glad that my friend chooses to surrender every day. I know it's not easy for her. I know it's not easy for their family, but she tries. She tries to choose Jesus over control on a daily basis. Her faith takes her to that place. You see, it takes faith to surrender control, but on the other side of your faith, you will always see the faithfulness of God, the God who is with you. I know surrender's hard. It's hard because the world tells us that we are in control, that we have to make it happen. I have to do this. I have to make it work. The world says it's all up to me. I have to be strong. But Jesus, Jesus has something different to say than what the world says. Jesus says, whoever finds their life life will lose it. And whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. Jesus says, if you cling to your life, in other words, if you try to be in control, you're actually going to lose it. But if instead, if you give up your life, if you surrender it to me, Jesus says you will find it. And to fully follow Jesus is a life of surrender, a life of surrendering control. Let it be. What is it today that you are trying hard to hold tight of control over? What is Jesus telling you? Lay it down. Travel light. Surrender it to me. I want to create space in these next minutes for you to think about that. I invite you to name that burden today. Maybe it's a hurt or a fear. Maybe it's an addiction or a diagnosis. I'd like you to write it down on your connection card and then put that card in the box before you leave. And I will be praying you through this Christmas. Tell me what you're surrendering this Christmas. Choose to give God the burden of the things that you're trying to control. You have the power to surrender and to lay down that baggage and travel light. I love God's promise in 1 Peter 5, 7. God says, cast your cares, church, 
Cast your cares, friends. All your worries and anxieties, just cast them on me, your loving Father, because I care for you. The God of the universe cares for you. He is faithful. Let me leave you with this. Remember the angel's words to Mary when he came and gave her the news that she'd be the mother of Jesus The angel says, greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. The Lord is with you. Emmanuel, God with us. He is with you this Christmas. And I hope that your Christmas can be just a bit lighter as you surrender control and seek Jesus and travel light. Let's pray together. Father God, thank you for caring so much about us and for lovingly shouldering the things in our lives that were never meant for us to carry. And I pray, Lord, that we would acknowledge the many ways that we want to have control, ways and things that we should surrender to you. And I pray that we would surrender each one to you today. And as we surrender control, Lord, please fill us up with your peace and your joy and your love and your presence because you are Emmanuel, God, with us. To you alone be glory and praise forever and ever. Amen. Thanks again for listening. Any step you take towards Jesus is a step in the right direction. You can find out more about us at crbic.org. That's crbic.org.